जय राधा माधा कुंज विहारी गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन जशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन जमुना तीरा जमुना तीरावनचारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज विहारी जय राधा हरि कृष्णा हरि कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम राम राम
नित्य गौर हरि बो हरि बो हरि बो जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 गौर प्रेमानंदे हरे हरि बोल जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्रजकाचार्य अष्टोत्तर शतु श्री श्रीमद अभय चरणारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपाद की जय अनंतकोटि वैष्णववृंद की जय नामाचार्य शिल हरिदास ठाकुर की जय प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर शिवाशदि गौर भक्तवृंद की जय श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंडगिरी गोवर्धन की जय श्री श्री राधा मदन मोहन की जय श्री श्री कृष्ण बलराम की जय श्री श्री गौरताय की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय प्रहलादेश नृसिंह भगवान की जय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. All glories to Sri Lopal. Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale. Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine. Namaste Sharshati Deve Gauravani Pracharine. निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चत्यादिश्वतारी में शील प्रभुपाद की हरे कृष्णा सो बिकॉज़ ऑफ़ निशिंगदेव्स एपीरेंस येस्टरडे वी हैड बीन डिस्कसिंग अबाउट Nishingadev's appearance from Srimad Bhagavatam. How many of you were not here yesterday? Please raise your hand. Okay. So, okay, I'll just briefly tell you what we discussed yesterday. Nishingadev appeared to protect Pralhad Maharaj. Nishingadev is actually the angry mood of the Lord. The Lord has different moods and according to his moods and according to his pastimes, he assumes different forms. So this form is the angry mood. But this anger of the Lord is for whom? Those who are atheistic, those who, mainly those who trouble the devotees. Like uh, a beautiful example for that is 
Prahlad Maharaj became a devotee of Krishna and his father started to trouble him because he became a devotee of Krishna. His father was the king of the demons, uh, Daitas king, leader of all the Daitas, Hiranyakashipu. And when he saw that Prahlad became a devotee of Krishna and when he saw that Prahlad was not going to give up his surrender and submission to Krishna, then Hiranyakashipu decided to kill him. And he ordered his soldiers, his bodyguards to kill Prahlad, a five-year-old boy. But uh, when they tried to uh, kill him, cut him, or pierce his body with uh, spears, they couldn't do anything. Uh, before they could even touch his body, all the weapons broke into pieces. Then Prahlad was thrown in the pit of venomous snakes. And the snakes were biting Prahlad. Nothing happened to Prahlad. Prahlad was put under the uh, feet of the wild and elephant. Uh, but the elephant, instead of trampling Prahlad, saluted Prahlad. Uh, then they tried to burn him in fire, not just a small little fire, a mountain-like fire was created and Prahlad was thrown in that fire. Nothing happened. Prahlad was put in the boiling pot of oil. Nothing happened to Prahlad. Prahlad was thrown from the tip of a, from the, from a mountain cliff. Nothing happened to Prahlad. Uh, Prahlad was thrown in the ocean and buried with the mountain peaks. Broken, they bro Asuras, the Daitas broke the, piece, the mountain tops and were throwing to bury Prahlad underwater. Nothing happened. So in spite of trying to kill Prahlad in so many ways, when Hiranyakashipu did not succeed, then he asked Prahlad, where are you getting this strength from? Where are you getting this power from? Uh, so that is the verse we discussed yesterday. Mm. When Hiranyakashipu asked, mm. where are you getting the strength from? Mm. Then Prahlad's answer was, Prahlad Maharaj said, my dear king, the source of my strength of which you are asking is also the source of yours. Where you are getting your strength from is coming from the same personality. Not only you, the original source of all kinds of strength is one. <coughs> he is not only your strength or mine, but the only strength for everyone. Without him, 
no one can get any strength whether moving or not moving superior or inferior everyone including lord brahma is controlled by the strength of the supreme personality of godhead so in this way when prahlad answered then hiranyakashipu became so angry hiranyakashipu replied you rascal you are trying to minimize my value hiranyakashipu used to think that he is the greatest actually he became the greatest in the universe he defeated all the devas indra chandra varun uh, and he subdued them and they all were afraid of him so much so that just by hearing his name they used to tremble with fear and when he got angry then the whole all three planetary systems upper lower and middle <coughs> planetary systems started to also shake and tremble with fear so he was so powerful and he became powerful because he got received some boon from lord brahma hiranyakashipu tried to take revenge of his brother's death hiranyakashipu had a brother his name was hiranyaksha so this hiranyaksha was killed by hari krishna and when the news came uh, then hiranyakashipu decided to take revenge he said you kill my brother i will kill you just the way people do in this material nature want to take revenge but he didn't know who krishna was <laughs> that's why he kind of decided to challenge him in that way but he understood one thing that this krishna is more powerful than him because his brother was extremely powerful uh, equally powerful if not more powerful than him and his brother hiranyaksha was killed by him so he is very powerful so he decided uh, to become extremely powerful and uh, in order to become powerful meaning <coughs> in order to become immortal he thought that if i become immortal then nobody can kill me hmm. so with a desire to become immortal he went to mandar mountain and he stood on top of mandar mountain just on one leg not only on one leg on top of his toe just on the toe uh. and he stood there with his hands raised upwards he stood like that uh. not only days together not only for months together for years together just not moving just standing there like that on his toe 
such severe austerity. And in the meantime, the ants found an endless supply of food. They thought, oh, <coughs> there is some food. So they started to eat his body. So, and as a result of that, the ants had been living there for so long that they created an ant hill around Hiranyakashipu's body. Jai Shri Shri Radha Madan Mohan ki Jai Jai Shri Shri Krishna Balaram ki Jai Jai Shri Shri Gornitai ki Jai Srila Prabhupada ki Jai <coughs> So and as a result of that what happened? His body was eaten up by the ants. Not only his flesh and uh, fat and skin and flesh, uh, the inside of the body was eaten up. His lungs was eaten up, his uh, intestine was eaten up, his brain was eaten up, his heart was eaten up. So his heart was eaten up. So the heart is the place where the soul resides. So what did Hiranyakashipu do when his heart was eaten up? He kept his soul within his bone marrow. Within his bone marrow. Haribol, if you have to cut something, cut it outside. So I know you have to make the arrangement for <laughs> Abhishek. So, uh, his, so this is how severely he was performing his austerity. His soul was within the bone marrow. Inside the bone, there is the bone marrow. There he preserved his soul. And due to his severe austerity, a heat, a terrible heat was generated. And that heat reached the heavenly planet. And the demigods were being scorched. Demigods were burning. Indraj, Barun, they were all, they couldn't stay there in heavenly planet. They ran to Brahma, please do something about it. Because of his severe austerity, uh, we all are getting burnt. So then Brahma came and he took some water from his water pot, Kamandalu, and he sprinkled some water on Hiranyakashipu's body. And his body was rejuvenated. Previously it was just a skeleton standing and now uh, got a beautiful body, not only a beautiful form, but this body was uh, so strong, it was stronger than thunderbolt. Even thunder couldn't do anything. Uh, the thunder, Hiranyakashipu's body became so strong that uh, when Indra hurled thunder at him, uh, he felt some flower petal was falling on his body. <laughs> so that is how powerful Hiranyakashipu became already <clears throat> due to his austerity.
So Brahma came and asked Hiranyakashipu, why are you performing such austerity? What do you want? He said, I want to become immortal. So please grant me. If you are pleased with me, grant me immortality. Hiranyakashipu was under the impression that Brahma is the Supreme Person. In the universe, uh, Brahma is the Supreme Highest. Uh, so the people whose knowledge is only limited to this universe, they will think that Brahma is the highest. So, <clears throat> he thought that pleasing Brahma, he could get the benediction of immortality. But when he told that to Brahma, Brahma said, look, even I am not immortal, so how can I give you immortality? Boon of immortality. Ask for any other boon. But not this boon. This I can't grant. So then Hiranyakashipu said, Okay, give me the boon that no Daita, Dhanava, Sura, Asura, Rakshasa, Kinnara, Gandharva, Naga, uh, Manushya, Jantava uh, can kill me. No demigod, no Dhanav, no Daita, Rakshasa, Asura, uh, sura, human being, animal, nobody will be able to kill him. So then Brahma said, okay, this boon I can grant. Then he said, give me the boon that no weapon can kill me. I can't be killed by any weapon. He said, this boon I also can give you. So give me the boon that I won't be killed on the sky, on the land or in water. He said, fine, that boon also I can give you. Give me the boon that I will not be killed during the day or the night. Fine, I can give you this boon also. Give me the boon that I won't be killed within the room or out, within the house or outside the house. I can give you that boon. So now getting, see, he became almost immortal. Nobody can kill him, no weapon can kill him, he won't be killed during the day, he won't be killed at night, he won't be killed inside the room, he won't be killed outside the room, he won't be killed, he won't be killed during the day or night. And he won't be killed by any weapon. So, he became so powerful. So, although he became so powerful, but his son, Prahlad, became a devotee. Prahlad received the mercy of Narad Muni. Uh, his, when Hiranyakashipu was away, the demigods were, demigods arrested his wife, Kayadhu. At that time, Kayadhu was pregnant. So, uh, he suggested, uh, demigods thought that she must be carrying a demon in her womb. So we'll capture, we'll take her and put her in prison, uh, put her in prison, and then when she gives her birth, gives birth to the child, we'll kill the child. So when they were uh, taking Kayadhu, uh, Narad Muni appeared there. Narad Muni said, why are you taking this woman with you? Uh, why are you torturing this woman, troubling this woman? 
Because in Vedic culture, women should never be troubled. Uh, women should be protected, but never troubled. Uh, when one troubles women, one loses all his piety, good fortune. So, <clears throat> so, not a, so when the demigods told that they are actually arrested her, they actually arrested her because she is pregnant and she is going to give birth to a demon. So Narad Muni said, no, no, no. The child in her womb is a great devotee, he's not a demon. So let her go. So now Kayadhu didn't have any place to go. So Narad Muni gave her the shelter at his ashram. And in his ashram when Narad Muni used to instruct uh, his mother, Prahlad's mother, sitting in the womb of his mother, Prahlad used to hear Narad Muni's instructions. And this is how Prahlad became a devotee. From his, even before his birth, he became a devotee. So, then uh, Prahlad, Hiranyakashipu came back, uh, Narad Muni returned, Kayadhu, back to him. Uh, your wife was in my custody. Now that you are back, I am returning her. Uh, and uh, Kayadu, Narad Muni gave Kayadu one benediction that the child in her womb would not be born until his father returned. That means until Hiranyakashipu returned. So, Prahlad was actually born after Hiranyakashipu returned. And when Prahlad was about five years old, he was sent to the Guru's ashram. Uh, who, is, who became Prahlad's teacher? Uh, Prahlad's teacher became two sons of Sukracharya. Sukracharya is the guru of the demons, Daitas. So, Sukracharya's sons became their teacher. And so one day Hiranyakashipu made Prahlad sit on his lap and asked, My dear son, what did you learn in your school? What is the most important knowledge? And Prahlad said, Daddy, the most important knowledge is to surrender unto Krishna. Hiranyakashipu, just by hearing that, became so angry that he started to roar like a lion. And he says, call the teachers. What education he is giving to my son? So as I told, when Hiranyakashipu got angry, the entire universe began to shake with fear. So when Shanda and Amarka came in front of him, you can well imagine their condition. And it has been described, they were shaking like a dry leaf in a storm. <laughs> so then, Hiranyakashipu asked, what kind of education are you giving to my son? And they said, well, we are teaching them economics, politics, uh, finance, 
management. So where did he learn about Krishna Bhakti? We don't know. Maybe the demigods are coming in disguise and giving him that education. So Hiranyakashipu made arrangement that nobody would be allowed to go inside that ashram of his teachers, son's teachers. Not even a bird could enter there. It was so well protected. Then still after a few days when Hiranyakashipu got Prahlad and asked him what is the most important instruction he learnt. He repeated the same thing. The Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the shelter of everyone to take his shelter is the goal of life. So Hiranyakashipu became so angry. Uh, he started saying that this is Kulangar. Kulangar. Kul means the family line. The family. For a king it's a dynasty. Angar means fire. The fire burns. So he considered that this child is going to burn the entire family line. So he decided to kill him. But no matter in how many ways he tried to kill Prahlad, he could not. So then when he asked, so you are saying Hari is the source of all power, so where is your Hari, where is your Krishna? Prahlad said he is everywhere. He is even in your heart. But you are so unfortunate that you can't see him. He is in everyone's heart. Uh, he is there in everywhere. So Hiranyakashipu asked, is he in this pillar? Because that's the last place he thought that anyone could be. Isn't it? Uh, can somebody be in a pillar? But Prahlad replied, yes, he is there also. So Hiranyakashipu was so angry that he struck the pillar with his feast and the pillar broke. It was so powerful. Massive pillar uh, supporting the uh, roof of the assembly hall where thousands of people can assemble. Huge high pillar and broke. And then he heard a terrible sound. The sound was so terrible that it seemed that the entire universe was trembling. He couldn't figure out where the sound is coming, so he looked here and there. But then he saw a wonderful form, a unique form coming out from the pillar. The form is of Nishingadev, half lion, the head of a lion and the body of a man. So immediately Hiranyakashipu attacked him. He pulled out his sword and attacked. And a lot of uh, and a conflict, a fight ensued between two of them. They practically fought for the whole day, throughout the day. 
Hiranyakashipu was very powerful and the Lord also was more powerful. But sometimes a more powerful opponent play around with a weaker opponent. So he was playing like that and then finally when it was the evening the day is now turning into night. Uh, sandhi, this is called Sandhya. Right? Evening. What is the Sanskrit word or Hindi word or Bengali word? Sandha. Uh, it's coming from Sandhi. Uh, conjunction. Joining. The day is turning into night. At that time, the Lord picked him up, picked Hiranyakashipu, placed him on his lap and he was sitting at the door of the frame of the door, he was sitting there, placed Hiranyakashipu. And with his nails he tore open Hiranyakashipu's body. Tabokaro Kamalovare Nakham Adbhuta Shringam Dalita Hiranyakashipu Tanu Bhringam With the nails of your lotus-like hand. Kara Kamala Nakham Adbhuta Shringam and what was Hiranyakashipu's body like? Tanu means body. His body was like Bhringam. Bhringam means a wasp. Uh, insect. What is the wasp, wasp body like? Very soft. Uh. So Hiranyakashipu's body that was as strong uh, that even thunder could not do anything to that body. The Lord with his nails tore open that body. He pulled out his intestine and he wrapped the intestine around his neck like a garland and he threw away the heart. Uh, and then he threw away the body of Hiranyakashipu. Now see Hiranyakashipu had the boon from Lord Brahma that he won't be killed by any man or any animal or any anybody. So the Lord appeared as nursing a dev. Neither a man nor an animal. Is he an animal or a man? <laughs> He wouldn't be killed by any weapon. So what he used? He used his nail. No weapon, just nails. Is a nail a weapon? No. He won't be killed in sky or land or uh, water. So he was placed on his lap, which is neither the sky nor land. 
he won't be killed inside the room or outside the room. So he sat at the door, which is neither inside nor outside. So this is how Hiranyakashipu was killed by the Lord. So here we see two things. No matter how powerful Hiranyakashipu was, but in front of the Lord he became totally insignificant. No matter what kind of arrangements he made to become immortal, the Lord could undo all those arrangements. On the other hand, we see Hiranyakashipu was trying to kill Prahlad in so many ways, but he didn't succeed. Now what's the difference between Prahlad and Hiranyakashipu? Prahlad is a devotee. And Hiranyakashipu is a demon. So the Lord protects his devotee under all circumstances. And the demon, no matter how powerful the demon may be, the Lord can annihilate him. And so that is the <clears throat> that is the lesson that we learn from these pastimes. So after hearing these pastimes or after understanding this wonderful act of the Lord, uh, what do we learn? Should we become enemical to the, towards the Lord or should we become? Uh, who wants to become enemical towards the Lord? Who wants to become submissive to the Lord? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Simple lesson, but very valuable. Because when you surrender to the Lord, the Lord gives you all protection. Therefore, the Lord is Bhakta Vatsal. He protects his devotees. But, Duskritina, uh, those who are enemical towards him, those who are atheistic, those who don't believe his existence and do not want to surrender unto him, for them the Lord appears as, uh, as death personified. Mrittur, Mrittur, Namamaha. Uh, to those who are inimical towards him, he is death personified. So, <coughs> Okay, we can just go through the um,
manifesting a full effulgence and fearsome countenance, Lord Nishingha, being very angry and finding no contestant to face his power and opulence, then sat down in the assembly hall on the excellent throne of the king. Because of fear and obedience, no one could come forward to serve the Lord directly. After killing Nishingadev, uh, killing Hiranyakashipu, Nishingadev sat on the throne. But he was so angry that no one dared to hmm, come near him. Hiranyakashipu had been exactly like a fever of meningitis in the head of the three worlds. Uh, that means meningitis, what does it do? It gives headache. <laughs> so Hiranyakashipu has the headache of the three worlds. Hmm. Thus when the wives of the demigods in the heavenly planet saw that the great demon had been killed by the personal hands of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, their faces blossomed in great joy. The wives of the demigods again and again showered flowers from the heaven upon Lord Nishingadev like rain. They were flower showering, uh, flowers. So anyway then, the different demigods started to offer their prayers. I'll just briefly read a few of those prayers and then I'll invite questions because so many of you are here today. I, I presume that you'll have a lot of questions, but I want to give a lot of time for the question answers. Lord Brahma, Lord Brahma prayed, My Lord, you are unlimited and you possess unending potencies. No one can estimate or calculate your prowess and wonderful influence. For your actions are never polluted by the material energy. Through the material qualities, you very easily create the universe. Maintain it and again annihilate, annihilate it. Yet you remain the same without deterioration I therefore offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Lord Shiva said, The end of the millennium is the time for your, is the time for your anger. Now that the insignificant demon Hiranyakashipu has been killed, O my Lord, who are naturally affectionate to your devotees, kindly protect his son Prahlad Maharaj who is standing nearby as your fully surrendered devotee. Then Indra prayed, King Indra said, O Supreme Lord, you are our deliverer and protector. Our shares of sacrifices, which are actually yours, have been recovered from the demon by you. Because the demonia king Hiranyakashipu is most fearsome. Our hearts, which are, which are your permanent abode, were all overtaken by him. Now by your presence, the gloom and darkness in our hearts have been dissipated. O Lord, for those who are always engaged in your service, which is more exalted than liberation, all material opulence 
is insignificance. They do not even care for liberation, not to what to speak of the benefits of calm, artha and dharma. So this is how the demigods started to offer their prayers. Like Indra offered his prayer, Rudra, Lord Shiva offered his prayer, Indra offered his prayer. In this way, through their prayers, we can get to see who is Lord Nishingadev. Sri Sri Nishinga Bhagavan ki, Sri Sri Prahlad Maharaj ki, Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada ki, Gaur Premanande. Does anybody have any question? <coughs> Sorry. No, they were in Brahma Jyoti. After being killed, they remained in Brahma Jyoti. Then again they came back in Treta Yuga as as Ravan and Kumbhakarna. Then again being killed by the Lord, they went back to Brahma Jyoti and then they again came back as Shishupal and Dantabhakra. So, Asura Harina Hata. The Asuras being killed by the Lord achieved Brahma Sajujya. So that's what they achieved. They achieved, achieved Brahma Sajujya. Okay, well, I can hear your question. If anybody has a question, uh, yeah, uh, Rajbihari Krishna, you can, yeah, let, let me answer his question and then I'll go to you. Okay. No, there are Krishna also has three aspects. Uh, or rather, first there are two aspects. Devakinandan Krishna or Basudev Krishna, Basudev son and Nanda Nandan Krishna, the son of Nanda Maharaj and Jashoda. Uh, Krishna Anna Jadu Sambhuta, the one who is born as uh, in the Jadu dynasty is another Krishna. Uh, but Jasodanandan Krishna, Brajananandan Krishna, Vrindavanam Parittajya Kutra Kadapi Nagachati. Leaving Vrindavan, he doesn't go anywhere. And Vasudev Krishna also has two features. Uh, one is Mathuresh uh, of Krishna of Mathura and Krishna of Dwarka. Uh, so Dwarkesh, Dwarka, Dwark, Dwarkesh Krishna is Purna. Mathuresh Krishna is Purna Tara. And Brajendranandan Krishna is Purna Tama. Uh. So uh, in that way, yeah, Krishna also has three aspects. That's Krishna. Yes, Rashvira Krishna. Hi, Krishna. Uh, 
Sir, I understand that in different material universes, Brahman has different level of consciousness, like he can, but there are Brahman uh, having some consciousness of the way to the Lord. And as a pure devotee, I don't understand how he can still have given such a boon. He can have what? How, what Brahma? Yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah. How can he give boon? How can he give as a cultivation of the Lord? Two questions. Oh, okay, 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 I got it. Is he always thinking of Krishna and then getting Krishna? And as such, how can he give such a boon? Yeah. You see, <clears throat> these demigods they actually act according to karmic reactions. So, you know, like his consideration was by performing austerity, Hiranyakashipu achieved so much karma, good karma, or rather karma. So, as a, in return of that karma, he is entitled to get these desires fulfilled. Uh, that was like <clears throat> they, the demigods do not do things on their own volition. They function according to guna and karma. Huh? They see how much guna or how, say how much piety you have and how much, uh, what is your uh, desire. Huh? So accordingly they fulfill the desires. They themselves do not go out of their way to do anything. Um, and when we say that Prabhupada um, was a good way to the Lord, like on what level is he a friend? You see, this way the demigods, uh, they are not really in the category, not so much Brahma, but the demigods are not in the category of pure devotees. Hmm. They are Mishradi, mixed devotees. Uh, they have the karma mishra devotees, right? They still have the desire for enjoyment. And that's why the Lord has given them the assignment, okay, you perform these activities. Uh, but of course, Brahma is our uh, Sampradaya Acharya. Brahma's position is different. That, you know, they actually act in conjunction with Lord's desire. Like they, you know, like if you get the bigger picture, then it becomes clear the role of Brahma here. The clear, the bigger picture is Joy Vijay wanted to give the Lord the taste of chivalry. Right? And so the arrangement was made because in Vaikuntha nobody can fight with the Lord. Okay, they will fight with the Lord because Melo of chivalry is derived, Birarash is experienced out of fight. So there is a need for fighting with the Lord. Now in Vaikuntha that fighting cannot take place. So they had to come to the earth planet. Right? And these are all secondary arrangements. And Brahma is a part of that. Right? <laughs> he is kind of assisting in making the arrangement that Jogomaya is organizing. <laughs> okay, there is there are some questions from... Uh, question from uh, the internet. Looking at the light, I became blind. <laughs> okay. 
Hare Krishna Dandavat Maharaj. This question is from Phoenix. Dasanudas. Question is that Prahlad Maharaj was enlightened in his mother's womb by Narad Muni. Who else has received enlightenment in womb other than him? The, the immediate uh, answer that comes to my mind is Abhimanyu. Hmm. Abhimanyu, when he was in his mother's womb, Subhadra asked uh, Arjun, how to enter into, how do, does one enter into Chakrabhuha and come out of Chakrabhuha? And when Krishna, when Arjun was telling Subhadra, uh, Subhadra heard up to how to enter into Chakrabhuha. But then she fell asleep. Uh, and because she fell asleep, because she could not hear, Abhimanyu in the womb of his mother also could not hear. So Abhimanyu knew how to enter into Chakrabhuha, but he didn't know how to come out of the Chakrabhuha. So this is, uh, there are examples like that. Yes? Okay, I'll take your question first. Vishnu and Mahesha's roles are far superior. Like here we see Hiranyakashipu was praying to Brahma. Uh, Brahma is his uh, grand, grandfather. Right? So that way he has respect for Brahma. So is with Lord Shiva and of course like they don't really fall in the category of the demigods. Uh, the demigods uh, were actually afraid of Hiranyakashipu, not Brahma, Vishnu and Mahesha. And the other question that you had is Narad Muni. You see, <clears throat> Narad, like a devotee, just goes along with the Lord's pastimes. Right? They just, they, devotees like Narad Muni derive great pleasure watching the Lord's pastimes. Right? And sometimes they accelerate the pastimes. For example, when <clears throat> the first baby, first born, was taken to uh, Kamsa, uh, Devaki's first born was taken to Kamsa, then Kamsa decided not to kill him. Kamsa felt that, I mean, my fear is from the eighth child. But uh, with the first one I don't have to, so, you know, he said, you take him back, uh, told Bosudev. But then we see that Narad Muni came to Kamsa and started to advise, don't trust. Eighth from which count? Front back or back front? <laughs> so, uh, like, 
and then comes a kill that child. So apparently it seems that why did Narad Muni do that? Uh, Devaki's firstborn baby uh, due to Kamsa, Narad Muni's provocation, Kamsa killed. So the background of that incident is the demigods approach Narad Muni. Narad Muni, please accelerate Krishna's appearance. Uh, now, the consideration was if the child survived, then the, for the mother it will take long time to conceive for the second time. Right? Therefore, it is better that get rid of this child <laughs> as soon as possible so that Devaki will get pregnant quickly. <laughs> so in this way, the arrangement was made that one after another, these six, six children would be killed. Okay, the other thing is, when Krishna needed to come uh, as the eighth child, the arrangement was this Sadgarbhas, uh, there are six demons, six sons of Hiranyakashipu actually. Uh, they were cursed by him. Uh, that, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Hiranyakashipu. Six sons of uh, uh, Kalnemi. Hmm? That uh, they'll be uh, killed by, Kamsa cursed them that they'll be killed by, you'll be killed by your own father. So Kalnemi actually came as Kamsa and six children, Sadgarbhas, appeared as their child and killed by Kamsa. So when we see the broader picture, uh, then things become more clear. So here we can see Narad Muni's role. Narad Muni uh, was not really in alliance with the demons. He is just playing a neutral part to enhance the Lord's pastimes. Okay, yeah. what's your question? Uh, I have two questions. The first question is relevant to the second one. First question is that, uh, for example, after listening to the stories, we have two stories. One for Allah Maharaj and the, the next one is the Hiranyaksh or Hiranyakashu. Okay, now we have three souls. So our three? We have three souls now. Three souls. These are coming from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now the question is that our, our karmas, our deeds are uh, arbitrary uh, to ourselves. Means whatever we want, we can do. Either bhakti or you know the bhog and the different bad things. So uh, if we do good things, then we will become the devotees like you know Prahlad Maharaj. And if we will uh, perform bad deeds, we will get back into the you know the particular cycle where we will be you know incarnated as the Hiranyakashipu or bad souls. So now this is the first question. Uh, so, now next question. So is, what is the question? I didn't understand. <laughs> no, what is the question? My question is that is the souls. The same soul first incarnated. In the okay, if he acts in the right way, he will become a devotee. If he acts in the wrong way, he'll become yeah. a demon. Yeah. So what is the question here? My question is that the same soul, the same soul, not taking the example of Allah, but an ordinary soul, an ordinary soul. The same soul can become a devotee and the same soul can become a demon. Is it possible? The question is, what do you want to become? <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, it is a the living entity has the free will. He can decide for himself what he wants to be. Ah. When he, actually the goal of life is to become a devotee of Krishna. Hmm. When one becomes a devotee of Krishna, 
then he goes back to the spiritual world yeah that is their case is little different they actually wanted to give the lord the taste of viraras the shiv, the uh, the the mellow that is derived out of fighting that this is one of the 12 mellows uh. so these mellows are of fighting is not experienced by lord in vaikuntha so they wanted to give the lord that uh, taste that's why they had they came as the opponents of the lord to fight with the lord and give him the pleasure actually they were devotees of the lord it is like the lord's pastimes are like a drama so the king is organizing a drama in a drama you have to have a hero and you have to have a villain without a uh, hero and villain there cannot be drama right because drama means conflict uh, so <clears throat> in a drama that the king is organizing he needs a villain now somebody some actor has to play the villain's role now when the king is organizing that drama who will appoint as the villain do will he get a villain to play the role or will he get his own man to play the role own man <laughs> so lord's past times are enacted with his own devotees in this way so but it's a drama okay Uh, okay okay ask but short yes, uh. i heard from a devotee that uh, in the ancient time those who were doing bad deeds they were told to stay at the side outside the you know outskirts of india you know outside of outskirts of the india means this this sanatan the outskirts of this so are these souls means you know different in other ages okay the question is that i have been told that those who are bad souls they stay out of india they don't get a chance to be born in india <laughs> no for example those who are born in different they don't know even the concept of the supreme aspect of god so yeah. are we in the first row or are they in the okay i will i i got your point so i am giving the answer hmm. that is in other ages people take birth according to their nature in specific places like for example bharat is in the mode of goodness so people those who are in the mode of goodness are born in india then europe is in the mode of passion so those who are in the mode of passion generally they take birth in europe those who are in mode of ignorance they are born in africa just in general <laughs> so these are the three continents huh in affected by three modes of nature but in kali yuga everything turns upside down in kali yuga this principle is not observed in kali yuga everything upside down so much so that uh, it has been described that in kali yuga the lamps will burn with the wicks pointing downwards right दिया जब जलता है तो विक्स कैसी रहती है ऐसा रहती है बल्कि कलयुग में विक्स ऐसी हो जाएगी 
And they look at the lamps, bulbs. <laughs> so this is the age of Kali. The land of Dharma today, unfortunately, has become the land of Adharma. Ah. Therefore, Prabhupada had to go to America to pre preach and bring, uh, make the whole world Krishna conscious. Right? From India, Prabhupada didn't get any response. Prabhupada had to go out of India uh, to spread Krishna consciousness. But now, uh, fortunately, people in India also are accepting Krishna consciousness. So this is how Kali's effect will become countered. Alright? Okay, it's already 9 o'clock. I'll take the last question. and No, this is the last question. Not now. Huh? Yeah. No, Devta and God are different. Devta and Bhagavan is different. Nishingadev is Bhagavan. Indra is Devta. Ah. So there, there is a difference. Okay, I'll take the last question. Who had the hands up there? Yeah, okay. Can you stand up and say? So this actually is proving uh, that Prahlad, because the Lord came to protect him, he was not afraid of the Lord. Right? And that is his quality. He had complete faith in the Lord. And that faith is, uh, whether you kill me or whether you keep me, it's up to you. That is actually the essence of surrender. Kill me or keep me, it's up to you. That is the quality that Prahlad Maharaj displayed. Oh, I see there are two more questions. Uh, from One is from Ujjain, Saurabh K. Rai. <laughs> anyway, probably someone is watching from his home. Hare Krishna Maharaj, kindly accept my humble obeisances. Question is that Krishna and Lord Nishinga are same personality. So why we need to worship different deity forms in temple? Your servant Manjit from Mayapur based Bhupal. Okay, that has been, we have been discussing about that. That the Lord, <coughs> you see Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead uh, who is enjoying with his devotees. But in order to become a devotee, one needs the mercy of Nishingadev so that all the difficulties in the path of his devotion can be removed. Ah. So that's why this aspect of Nishingadev is removing the obstacles from the path of devotion. So in order to approach Krishna, the devotion that we need, <clears throat> we pray to Lord Nishingadev that we can uh, receive that devotion. This one is from Bhopal, Deepesh Baghel. 
Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Dandavara Pranam. What is the unique position of Lord Nishingadev for Gaudiya Vaishnavas and specifically for us as we primarily worship Radha Krishna and Gornithai? Okay, it's the same question actually. Uh, you see, <clears throat> the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, we are devotees of Radha Krishna. But in order to approach Radha Krishna, we have to develop devotion. Uh, because that we are Gaudiya Vaishnav, that doesn't mean that we have access to Radha Krishna. We have to become qualified. Right? We are getting an opportunity to become a devotee of Radha Krishna, but we haven't become a devotee of Radha Krishna. In order to become a devotee of Radha Krishna, we have to develop devotion. Ah. So that devotion, we, we have a practicing stage and perfected stage. Sadhana Bhakti and uh, Suddha Bhakti. So, at the sadhana stage, when we are practicing, then we need the mercy of Nishingadev so that the impediments from the path of devotion is removed. Okay, thank you all very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.